Welcome to the Grove Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Damon, and I'm the youth pastor at Grove Church here in Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today. If you are encouraged by today's discussion, please leave us a five-star review. The more great reviews we have, the more people will be reached with the life-changing message of the gospel. Now with that, I want to thank you once again for joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by today's discussion. What's going on, guys? It is great to have you back for another episode of the Grove Youth Podcast. Today, I have my co-host, Ethan Kilby, here with us. Uh, Ethan is one of my seniors who just graduated. Um, are, you did officially graduate, right? I know some schools are still in. Uh, I haven't. My my graduation is the is the sixteenth, so I haven't like like I haven't like walked across the stage. But like I've I've gra- I'm going to graduate, obviously. Goodness, the schools here in Richmond get out so late. Um, it makes <laughs> planning summer activities like kind of difficult sometimes um but that that's awesome i know uh yeah i know without a doubt you're you're probably graduating pretty pretty high up did you get like a cum laude or whatever no <laughs> my uh my grades were were they were basically like they were it was 3.2 so gpa so it's not like anything great but uh but what mainly set me apart when I was like going for scholarships and everything was Eagle Scout. And that's why I got such a big thing. It wasn't any, any academics or anything. Oh, okay. But dude, I mean, Eagle, Eagle Scout is awesome. That's a huge accomplishment. So that's uh that's awesome. You'll be attending uh Winget in the fall, right? Yep. That's amazing, man. And uh, Charlotte, uh, well, it's, I guess it's in Wingate, but no one knows where Wingate is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just it's, say it's, Charlotte. It's close Charlotte. enough. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, dude, that that's great. Ethan uh Ethan's a great great leader in our in our group and um he's he's one of those guys that you can count on to be to be at a lot of stuff and uh kind of generate excitement for you. So, um we definitely definitely appreciate Ethan and we're we're excited to see what the Lord has for you uh come the fall um as you start your college career and it's also great because you just got saved in January, and I had the privilege of baptizing you uh, last month in May, and that was just like such a great, great moment for me. Um, so super, super proud of you, super excited for what the Lord has done in your life, and um, just just really, really love to get to watch you spread your wings and take off here in, in a couple months but for like now it. you're still hanging with us um so to, to today today we're talking about the the sermon from it was like mid-may uh it's called how great is our god and the the point of this sermon was uh actually before i say the point ethan what what was the probably the biggest takeaway that you got from it see if see if my main point was your main point uh probably not going to be uh well maybe it might be uh that we are created in the image of god and that uh we are a masterpiece <laughs> yep that's it that's oh. uh yeah that was i'm glad glad you got that um yeah so so in this sermon i put up a bunch of pictures of uh some of the most beautiful images that I could find that Hubble, the Hubble Space uh, Telescope has taken. And 
it just shows some of the craziest pictures from our our universe that at least we can see um and there's just some absolutely gorgeous um they look like paintings you know but they they these are just things that some god is like abstract paintings in a way <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell there's like an order to it but it's like it's like a chaotic order exactly um, like abstract. um and so you you see some of the things that god has created that humans could have no way of ever seeing with their human eyes because they're so far away um, that there's no chance we would be able to detect it. Uh, there's no way we'll be able to travel this far. Uh, the, you know, I was talking about the Lagoon Neb- Nebula that's 4,000 light years away. Um, you know, there's no way we'll ever even get close to seeing that with our eyes, but Hubble has taken some ridiculous pictures and the the point of the night was God has created all of these things. Uh, he's created these masterpieces, not only, I mean, and that's not even to talk about what's on our planet, the things that are amazing on our planet um, and in our solar system. It, he has made so many beautiful things, yet the one thing in his creation that he cares for more than all of it is us, right? And that that just blew my mind to think about how how great our God is that he would consider humans, that he would think about us. And, and I, so I start off the message with Psalm 8, where David says, I look into the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place. What is man that you should think about him, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Our Lord, oh Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Ethan, what, what do you think about that verse? Uh, I think that just once again just shows how, how much work the Lord put, in it, put into like creating us. And I guess it wasn't seen as like work for him because he, he enjoyed it and he loved doing it. So in that way, I guess wasn't necessarily work, but the the amount of love that he poured into our love then that he poured into our image or our being uh, is unending. Yeah, the 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 creativity that he put into it, because you know he he says, let there be light and boom, there's light. And then he just makes the, the moon and the sun and the stars. And he, he just kind of speaks other things into existence. But with man, with humankind, he sculpted us from the dust. And I think that's such a cool image to think about. Uh, obviously, you know, like pottery, clay and dust are different. But when you think about how a, a potter would you know carefully mold and shape the clay into what they want it to be that's that's how i envision god creating man you know it says the bible says that we were created from the dust and so to think about god carefully forming us exactly how we uh are supposed to be made that really is just 
that just touched me so much to think about, like you said, how much love he poured in to the creation of mankind. Um, and I think David nails that when he said in Psalm eight, when he says, what is man that you should think about him or human beings that you should care for them? He's like, what, why do you even care about us? Look at these stars, look at the moon. Like why of all of the things in your massive, beautiful creation, why have, why do you bother taking care of us? And uh, I think that is an unbelievably reflective question that we all should ask and that really kind of focuses us on God and just to think about his majesty and his glory, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you said like, look up the skies, uh, the, it reminded me of the verse that Dana, that, that David Jer- Jeremiah pointed out in, in my study Bible, uh, Isaiah forty twenty six. lift up your eyes on high and see who created these, uh, who brings out their host by name, I mean, by number, uh, calling them, calling them all by name, uh, by by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. So th- that that shows how how much he like that not one star in the sky is missing. He he intently did every, every star and created created those in bright number, uh, and it just shows how, how much work he put into those and. I also want to point out you, you talked about the potter uh the potter with when you're making a pot like any little movement can like completely change the shape of it so it can it can actually be a long process to get like the pot correctly i'm not i'm not like i'm not no uh i'm not anybody who makes pottery or anything but i i I made a couple pots uh, doing the pottery merit badge for uh, Boy Scouts, and I, I remember how how many times I had to redo the the pot uh, because I I would just make one little movement that would mess up the entire thing, and wow. a lot of the time break it in half, like break the break the clay in half, uh, or just just things that maybe have to restart basically. And the fact that he did this in like one shot, if if he truly like made it like a pot that, that shows how keen of a sculptor he is. I'm wow. not saying I was any, any good or anything, but uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, pristine process. You have to be very, uh, I don't know the word is precise, on, precise. Yeah. Precise with how you move and how and how you affect the pot. And yeah, well, Praise God that he's better at pottery than you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, he, uh, you know, that, that's a great, that's a great point. I've never, I've never done any pottery. I was thinking maybe that'd be a fun date for Emily and I, but it sounds like it actually is kind of stressful. So <laughs> it wasn't um, stressful though. I wouldn't say it was stressful. Okay, good. Yeah. It, I, uh, it's, I uh, have to be careful it's, with it. Uh, if you have gentle hands, it's great for you. If you don't have gentle hands, it's bad for you. Got it. I don't have gentle hands, therefore it's bad for me. True, I get that. Fair enough. Um, so, at first, I uh, the first image I use up here, I I have, um, I have this, and I don't know if you have the slideshow pulled up in front of you, but um, uh, I I have this picture. It looks like it's in some sort of like desert 
Canyon type of thing. I don't know where it was taken. It literally could have been the Grand Canyon. I don't know. Um, but it's a picture of the night sky and it's at, it's completely devoid of any like light pollution or anything. So you actually get a beautiful picture of the Milky way and the hundreds of stars in the sky. Um, it's an absolutely stunning picture, probably thousands of stars. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous, but, um, you know, I was thinking David, and I, and I said this in the sermon, David would not have had the, a telescope to give him a look anywhere beyond uh, the human eye. So all David was seeing was something like this that I'm looking at here with this, this desert sky. Um, it's a very clear night. You can see lots of stars. You can see the Milky Way. Um, and not that that's not impressive. But that's all he would have been able to see. So for him, he's like, look at this. Wow, God, you know, what is man that you would think of us? Look at what you've made. And so it's amazing that David, even when he existed, was in awe of God just by looking at the sky, right? So just the sky was enough to put him in a state of awe of, of what God is able to do. So we have to think about how far we've come as humans, right? Like we can look way beyond the night sky now because of the technology we have, but somehow people with more access to technology are like more likely to become atheists it's it's like we because we get closer and closer to explaining things we think we don't need a god to do supernatural stuff anymore you know what i'm saying yeah like it's like the more access to science we have the more we feel like oh instead of just saying god did it we can see we can see what happened except even at the end of our scientific discoveries, we're going to find things that are unexplainable. And that is because God can do things that we cannot explain. So we should be more in awe of God when we take pictures of nebulas that are thousands of light years away. But for some reason, in our pride as humans, we decide to for some reason, uh, kind of work God out of our, um, worldview, which, which is very sad and very, it's very interesting to me that, that that is our reaction. I would think that our response would be more worshipful. You know what I mean? Uh, well, our, well, I guess I, I would, I guess we are earthly right away. I mean, uh, the the name adam means earth uh because we as a human we are earth. we are of earth we we were made from earth and uh we act in earthly desires and earthly flesh and uh because we act in earthly desires and earthly flesh we auto we automatically want to res uh stray away from stray away from god uh causing us to find other uh other reasonings for the meaning of life and generally uh 
we, we generally want things the, with the way we were like, we want things to be the way we think they are. Uh, and we don't want them to be contrary to what we think. And we always, we always want to be right. I've noticed that I, I've a lot of things when I, when I'm like, uh, I, I know a lot about sports. That's why I like predict sports and I, and I always want to be right, right about it. And that's just my earthly desire. And we always want to be, and I guess in this case, we always want to be right about, uh, the earth's creation and the universe's creation. And we don't want God to be right. And that's, that's the important difference I see. And that's why I understand. <laughs> well, I see. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's, that's why I understand that we would stray away from that. Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's exactly right. I think, um, I think people, even in our discussion groups after this message, I remember us talking about like, we, we have to come to an acknowledgement that there is a being far superior to us. And a lot of people just don't want to acknowledge that because that means if you follow that logically, if there is a being far superior to us, that is, you know, omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent, like, that thing absolutely deserves our worship. It deserves our very best. It deserves our life. Um, and so people, I think, who try to say, oh, we can explain that. We don't need a God. We can explain that. We don't need a God. Um, I think that that's them trying to deny the existence of a being that they would then have to worship. So I think I think you're right. We we have a tendency in our pride to want to be um, right, and not only do we want to be right, but we want to show that either you know God is wrong, which would make, not make him you know that make him not God, um, or we'd be like, see, look, we can understand this. We don't need a God to explain everything, which would just mean that we don't. There's no need for this this God. So I think I think you're exactly right about that. Um, so I, I then put up a, a picture of the largest mountain in our solar system. Uh, it's on Mars, and it's a really cool picture. It's like a bird's eye picture of it. Um, and this, this mountain is three times the size of Everest, which makes it 84,000 feet tall or 16 miles high. And it's 372 miles across, which is essentially the size of the state of Arizona. And what's scarier is that it's a volcano, <laughs> uh, which to me, that just sounds like a death star. It's a big giant, uh, sphere. And it has this, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a laser beam that if it's aimed at earth, we, uh, we might be in trouble if that thing erupts. But it, that part of it was just the, the awe that God would create such a massive mountain that because we're in awe of Everest, you know, mankind tries to conquer that. We try to climb it. Uh, that's like the one of the hardest human feats to achieve is to climb Mount Everest. Um, but we 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 would never have seen that had we not developed this technology. And so now that we know that that exists, my response is like, God, you you did it again. You, you created this ridiculously large mountain 
basically just for us to find later you know like did that did that blow your mind at all uh yeah i cuz i thought that uh well i also thought that that mars was like more flat and i guess oh, i didn't think it was flat obviously but i i thought it was going to be not as uh peaky as as it is and and have the largest mountain i thought the largest mountain in the universe was everest <laughs> but i was right. wrong once again uh yeah yeah that that's funny and you know because we we do consider like why would there be a bigger mountain on another planet you know like wh- why would we even think that way you know um so you're you're right like i know it never occurred to me that the other planets also have a landscape i don't know why like it just i don't i don't know god, god designed those planets very very uniquely as well so why wouldn't he have done something that cool you know what i mean yeah and uh and definitely want to be on venus like everything burns up there is it's not like a really like a ground there it's more of like a fire uh and there's no way it would be on mercury with how small mercury is to begin with so that that i guess leaves mars yeah you're um you're, you're right it's it's one of those like you never really consider it um but again god just he just did it because he can um which is so so cool of him um so then I, I go on to define what a light year is because I I want everyone to make sure because light years are so hard to comprehend. Um, but I just wanted to make sure everyone was on the same page. A light year is how fast something traveling at the speed of light uh, or how, how far something traveling at the speed of light can go in a year. Uh, so something traveling at the speed of light, for example, is light. Uh, light travels about six trillion miles per year is capable of doing that. So um, that's a measurement really only used in space because there's so it's so vast you couldn't measure it any other way. Um, and so, the, the first picture I show after defining the, uh, what a light year is, is the Veil Nebula, which looks like a long tube of, it, it kind of, what's that thing in Thor uh, that transports them from planet to planet? The bi- Bifrost, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the Bifrost, yeah. So it literally looks like the Bifrost. The thing, it's the Veil Nebula. It looks so cool. There's like, all of these, like like we were saying earlier, it's like a orderly chaos. Uh, it, it doesn't look like anything is specifically put anywhere, but it also looks like it's very intentionally made, which is, it just sounds so weird to say, but um, it's beautiful. And I, I don't know if it's, I have no way of knowing if these pictures were enhanced or whatever. I, I don't really care because the point is, God created these things and they are out there and they do exist. And in my mind, this is, this should be to us what the night sky was to David, 
David looks at the sky and is blown away by it. We should look at these pictures from Hubble and once again, just return praise to God and just be like, thank you for caring for us. You, you made these massive, powerful creations, these pieces of art, yet you care far more for us than you do for, for those things. Um, so that, that was like, that really just hit me uh, so, so deeply to think about how much care he put into creating everything and then how much more he loves us than even the most beautiful creation. Um, and these things are powerful too, because nebulas are, um, they're stars that are, they're the birthplace of stars. So it's a star coming together uh, or sometimes it's also a dying star. And in order for these events to take place, it is a, it requires a massive amount of force and gravity and substance for stars to form and to die. Um, so these things are unbelievably complex and powerful way more than we are. But again, this is just, you know, spots of light in the sky that God has made. He is more interested in our daily, uh, our daily living with him than he is for these things, which just makes me appreciate God that much more. Um, and then the, the last picture I show is this, it's an, it's the ultra deep field, which is the farthest picture we've ever taken. Uh, and it's 10,000 galaxies uh, in this huge cluster. And it's about 10 billion light years away from earth. That's just ridiculous. Like, we have no way. We will never get close to seeing any of those galaxies. Um, but it's just this work of art just to see these galaxies put together. And God has created them. Uh, did, did, that, did that image, like when you saw that huge cluster of galaxies, did that, did that spark anything within you? Uh, well, uh, kind of made me realize how, how awesome God is. And uh, once again, this, this study Bible, what I was looking at, I was just preparing for this uh, this podcast, and I, I looked at a couple of the verses that it referenced. And uh, one that comes to mind here uh, about God's glory and how he's worthy is uh, Revel Revelation 4.11. Uh, worthy are you, uh, our Lord God, our Lord and God, to receive glory and power for you created all things and and by you by your will they existed and were created and mm -hmm. and that once again shows how worthy he is as as our god and, and worthy of praise wow yeah yeah i mean the to think about what he has made, what he has uh, put in the universe, basically just for his enjoyment and then for us to discover, uh, you're right, he is worthy and he is the only one who is worthy. Um, so the, the way the sermon goes is I set it up by, by showing these pictures to show like how majestic some of these things are that God has made. 
And then I come back to this question. What is man that you should think about him? Human beings that you should care for them. And um, I don't I don't know. I, I was in a very uh, passionate moment when I was speaking this. I don't know if it was weird for the people who are watching, but I I uh, just about broke down when I. I got to this part that says how great is our God that he would consider you as his most prized creation. Um, I, I could basically couldn't talk because I was, I actually wasn't fighting back tears. The tears just started coming. Um, To know what so many people in your generation and in our world are struggling with, with, identity issues and uh, depression and anxiety like with how many of us are struggling with those things this is such a good question how great is our God that he would consider you as his most prized creation Uh, did that did that hit home for you well as as uh, suicide rates uh, continue to skyrocket and general uh, and we and generally online with social media we we feel a we become screen people and we 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 try and get that dopamine uh increase from like likes and stuff like that and that will never satisfy us and uh and it makes us feel uh in a way of one like not not special it can make us feel ugly it can make us feel down and under and basically uh any any shape of way just and and with the modern world now people can just knock someone down uh with no repercussions uh and and as those things can will will continue to skyrocket as we get more technologized and and we will get more uh social media focused and we get more towards that dopamine uh, that the 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 amount of people who who are looking for that dopamine uh, effect or that dopamine fix uh, will continue, and then and and this de- this uh, depression of my generation will continue. So we we really need to set home this uh, this idea that we're all magnificent masterpieces and we're mm. all created in the image of god yeah dude that that's that's exactly right we're we're so like obsessed with getting the approval of other people and um you know wanting someone else to consider us to be like prized or valuable like i just want to be told that i'm valuable i want to be told that i'm i'm cared for right um and when we but when we look to humans when we look to sinful man for that validation, it doesn't work because man cannot uh, satisfy this longing that we have for ultimately God. Some people deny, most people deny that it's God that we actually have a longing for. Um, but that they instead seek, you know, temporary fixes. They, they, they cope with alcohol or drugs um, or pornography or, um, 
even like toxic relationships that they shouldn't be in that um, actually damage them um, because they're willing to put up with those things because it makes them feel okay. Like you said, dopamine, it's that like temporary high of, of feeling good about yourself or feeling good in the moment. Um, which it's just so, so sad because that does not ultimately satisfy. Um, and it was really great for me to be able to just look into the eyes of my students and say, how great is our God that he would consider you as his most prized creation. And that's something that I really just believe a lot of people need to hear. It doesn't matter what your relationship with your dad is like. It doesn't matter what um, you come from. What matters is that you were created very special by God. Genesis one twenty six says that God made man in his image, which is to say that God gave us something unique that he didn't give to any of his other creation. And um, I, I think people just need to know that they absolutely are valuable to God. And it doesn't matter if they're valuable or not to humans, because humans just fall so, so short in terms of their, their worthy, you know, their worthiness compared to God. God is worthy and we are so not. Um, and so I, I move on from there to say, uh, you can tell yourself you're not loved, you're not special, you're not beautiful, you're not talented. I, I kind of go down a list of, of things that of lies that I believe that a lot of people tell themselves. Um, and that's what causes them to seek affirmation in other places. Um, but I, I counter it by saying, but here is the truth. You are loved. You are special. You are beautiful and you are talented. And every one of those is 100% true. And to every single person uh, in the room or even listening right now, you are loved, you are special, you are beautiful, you are talented. And um, even if you're not, not, you know, some people challenged me actually on the whole talented thing. And I'm just like, well, maybe you're not talented at the things that people think you should be talented at. But again, that's just what people think. Who cares what they think? God has given each one of us gifts and abilities uh, far beyond uh and they matter far beyond what man thinks of them. God has given you unique abilities. Um, and who cares what people think about it? Use it because God gave it to you and it's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, well, when you said like uh, these lies, uh, it reminded me of like the those like makeup commercials or those body loss commercials that are that are like... Uh, that that are like if you get this product you will look amazing or and uh and it's not only what the what you can tell yourself but like with like the world tells yourself with those like commercials that tell you that you need this to look great like you need this clothing to look great you need this makeup to look great or i mean those don't relate to me whatsoever but uh it reminded me of them uh when you were saying those lies, uh, because 
that that's something the world does. The world makes commercials because uh, because corporations feed the world and uh and yeah that stuck out to me uh with the cre- creation uh well with not with the creation of us and how we are we don't need those uh yeah yeah i mean that's that's right you have the um you, you have these commercials that are designed to make you feel like you're missing something without this product and i understand that that's that's um that's their marketing scheme. That's how they get people to buy their stuff. But you're right. What is the real message that's being communicated there? It's not just buy our product. It's without this product, you don't feel your best. Without this product, you aren't what people are looking for. But with this product, you will be filled. You will be whole, right? Yeah. And that is just a lie to think that, you know, mere material made by man could possibly uh, solve all our problems or fix our identity. Um, again, there's there's that dopamine. So maybe you do feel good about yourself when you put on that specific um, makeup or those clothes. But it, that's not, you know, that's not going to fix anything in the long run. The temper. Uh, Right. Very, very temporary. So, so fleeting. And the unfortunate thing is people will still find something to uh, something not nice to say about it. So it's like, I mean, what's the point? You're not going to please everybody. Uh, So live your life to please God. And that is going to satisfy you far more than than seeking the approval of man. Uh, So that that's a great point uh that that you you brought up the about the the marketing schemes and things that the world does to perpetuate the lies uh that tell us we need something other than god to to satisfy us um and so at this so the end of the message uh was i was just so um so happy that i got to tie this all up with this message, the gospel message, which is Christ did not die to save a beautiful, majestic, powerful star from dying, right? Stars die every day. Um, I mean, probably there's, there's trillions of stars in the universe. I'm sure there's stars dying. Um, There's stars dying and he doesn't stop that. There's animals dying. He doesn't stop that. That's because he didn't die die to save those stars. He died to save our dying souls because we are more valuable to him than any of his creation. And that absolute, even as I said that, even as it, that those words came out of my mouth, I, I was shook by that truth to just remember like my goodness, God, God himself died to save my soul because I am more valuable than these majestic works of art he's created all over the universe. Did did that like did that shake you or how did you respond to that? It's just uh, amazing how much he cares for us and how abundant his love is and how un- unending it is. That is just one of the most profound truths that I've ever come across um 
to think he did not die to save a star from dying. He died to save me from dying. Um, man, I, I think that is a message that a lot of people need to hear uh, because they, they think that they're not worth uh, anything. But Jesus died to save every single one of us because that's how valuable we are to him. Um, and so I, I think, um, I think that that message just really needs to be clear and communicated to people. Um, because people are, are, people are dying every day. A lot of people dying every day and a lot of them need Jesus. Every one of them needs Jesus, but a lot of the people who die, die without accepting him. Um, and so we as believers have to get out and we have to tell people um, about this good news of how much Jesus loves us. Um, so Ethan, as we, as we wrap up here, um, was what with this knowledge of, of how much God loves you and how valuable you are to him, what do you think you need to do with that information? Uh, yeah, tell people about how valuable they are uh, to me and especially uh, to God. Yeah, you know what? That's a great distinction. Um, yes, obviously, tell them about how valuable they are to God. But I think if people know, you know, because sometimes folks don't believe in God at first or like after the first time that you speak to them, letting them know, hey, you're valuable to me. You're valuable to God, too. But I know maybe you don't believe in him. So just just know that I am here for you. I think that's huge for people with mental health uh, issues and things like that to, to know that, you know, when you say, Hey, I care deeply for you. Um, never feel like you are alone because I'm always here for you. But beyond that, there is an all powerful God who loves you more than anybody possibly could. And he cares so much for you that he died to save your soul. Like, I, I think that's a, that's a brilliant point, making sure they know you care too. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's really really great. Um, well, Ethan, uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to uh, talk with me here, and I think that uh, I think that a lot of people can really benefit from uh, hearing what you had to say. And um, I, I specifically think that charge you gave at the end: um, tell people about how much God cares for them and how much you care, how much you care for other people to let them know they're truly not alone. Um, that that's really, really solid advice that I think a lot of people could learn from guys, just so you know, uh, Ethan here also does a, uh, he does a Instagram live, uh, Bible study and he's working through Mark right now. Uh, he does that twice a week at nine fifteen PM and, uh, the day can kind of shift sometimes. So just follow him on Instagram, uh, at Ethan underscore Lomax underscore Kilby at Believe, is that right, Ethan? Yeah. Okay, and uh, we I'll put that down in the description so you can uh, you can see how to spell that and everything. But um, yeah, Ethan has been doing a lot of study and growing personally, so I think a lot of people would uh, benefit from from hearing that. So if you enjoyed listening to Ethan today, you can hear some more from him uh, when he does those those twice a week Bible studies. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much, Ethan, and uh, I appreciate all the listeners uh, who who listened to us today. Uh, y'all, y'all 
just be safe. There's a lot going on out there in the world. Be safe and uh, hope to have you join us again soon. Thanks, Ethan. Of course. Let's have a good one.